Commander, Hail Ming approaching. What do you mean, Hail Ming approaching? More rocket Ajaxes on our screen and heading right for us. Secure all posts. Raise all shields. Fire all lasers. Cue the music. Welcome back to the Hail Ming Power Hour, episode to be filled when we figure out which one it is. We are here this morning to talk to you about things that we feel passionate about. Movies, stories, things we do, day-to-day lives, politics. What? Favorite positions, all that stuff. That's what we're going to be doing for you today. And it's going to take roughly an hour of your life. And you're going to look back and say, how did I live before I had this? Because you're not going to know. It may be just a rough hour. How about that? Not roughly an hour, but just a rough hour. It it may be a rough hour for you, but I'll tell you, I'm going to be loving every minute of it. And I think by the end, you'll be a convert, my friend. So I could not do this, though, without my two partners in crime. What crime, you ask? I'm not going to tell you. My first partner in crime, the man behind the console, is Rick Morgan. How you doing, Rick? What's up, man? Good evening. He is talking to himself. That's how excited he is to get on this That's thing. Right. And, and right next to me, literally, physically, right next to me, is Mark Allison. I am Mark Allison. I am passionate missionary. Are we there yet? <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely where we are. Okay. Especially when you're right beside each other. I don't know. That's, uh, it's getting kind of weird. That would be Spoon. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm here at the console. <laughs> hey, hey it's, um, it's not getting weird at all. Not at all. So, we're glad that you were able to join us again. And with uh, the way things are going already, I think it's going to be a fun time to join us this week. And uh, we hope to enlighten you, to entertain you, and to get on to the next thing. But I think before we get on to the next thing, we're going to have to take a little break and then come back with sponsors. Well, we just go ahead and do that now. We'll take a break after what did you watch. Okay. Mister, you can, you can go ahead with the lead in. Doesn't want to let me lead in. That's fine. That's fine. So, so you know, we can't keep the lights on around here unless we have some sponsors. So uh, I, think, uh, I think I've think i got one. Do, do you guys have uh, sponsors as well? Oh, yeah, I got one. <laughs> oh, th- that sounds promising. Mark, what you got, man? Okay, it is a new diet supplement. It is called XRZIZE. You pound the pounds. XRZ has literally has found that literally 
anything combined with diet and exercise can help lose weight. Exercise. Right. Yes. Pound the pounds. <laughs> Pound the pounds. <laughs> Pound the pounds. Well, what do you got, Rick? Well, uh, if you remember back uh, in the earlier stages or mid-stages of Helming, we had a little tit-for-tat against uh, Court Psyops over there at uh, you know Cinema Psyops. So uh, uh, he has branched out and started a new business that he's doing when he's not podcasting, and that's Court's uh, Late Night Donuts. So uh, it's, a, it's a new uh, venture for him. He's excited about it. He's trying <laughs> to offer something different for your late-night groups that come in. And so that's Quartz Late Night Donuts, and their motto is, yeah, I can feel that with cream. Oh, <laughs> for a minute I thought he might just come to your driveway and drive around in circles. Um, well, I actually found a, a local eatery that, um, that was excited to get um, a little bit of advertising. They, they've been having a little branding problem, but it's a Sigmund's Diner. You know, stop by for a mouthful uh, with, menu fo- with menu items such as Bratwurst Surprise or the Freudian strip with potatoes. <laughs> you, know, you can savor the homemade sauces and creams, and uh, you can enjoy the warm satisfaction of the Oedipus special. And so, um, you know, if you're feeling crazy, just uh, you can order anything you want. Just don't ask them to hold the meat. Yeah. <laughs> Sigmund's Diner. <laughs> Go there at breakfast, lunch, or dinner any day of the year, 24-7. Hold the meat. <laughs> so with uh, with uh, sponsors behind us, I think it's time for us to take a short break. Right? No. <laughs> no. I let you do this one time. One I th- time. I thought you said we take a break and then we do. What did you watch? We no, take a break we, after. What did you watch? We, yeah, we do. What do you watch? We come back after the song. How are we supposed to get all this done without breaks, man? How many episodes have you been on? <laughs> I don't know. All of them. <laughs> All right, well, I think we uh, need to go into what did you watch, and then uh, we'll be taking a short break, is what I'm being told. (laughs) What did you watch? Well, at least we can hear it this time. (laughs) Oh, that's the wrong one. (laughs) (laughs) Even at our worst, we're still better than most. I'm just excited about break time. That's why I came on the show, was to get a break. (laughs) Let's just roll with it. Okay, so who wants to go first? <laughs> I'll go first. Um, All right. I've been watching a, a new police drama called Detective Goat. Uh, Detective Goat, he, he may not be the quickest or the strongest or the smartest, and he can't shoot, and he can't drive, and he can't type, <laughs> and he can't bring donuts. But what he is is a goat. Follow the adventures of the first goat detective. He's a goat with a badge and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) But if he was gonna bring donuts, I bet he would bring quartz late night donuts. Yes. He can fill that with cream. (laughs) He can. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, you know, I I, I was excited about the premise of this week's episode, so I, I went back and rewatched one of my favorite sequels of all time. And I think I, I sent you a trailer for that because because um, I love it just so much. You, you, you have sure that did. There? I do. It's right here. Next week on U sixty two, he's back, and this time he's mad. Guy. 
Blondie 2. No more Mr. Passive Resistance. He's out to kick some butt. This is one bad mother you don't want to mess with. Don't move, slime ball. He's a one-man wrecking crew. But he also knows how to party. Hey, Mama, Mama. Give me a stick, medium rare. There is only one law. His law. Gandhi 2. I forget about the Hey Baldy. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, Weird Alley for listening. You know, I haven't heard anything from you recently. Get to work. We, as you can say, we love your work. Don't sue us. But no, hey, get get busy. <laughs> well, he just got that that uh, you know Hollywood Walk of Fame. Anyway, I think that's it for what did you watch? No, I haven't done mine yet. <laughs> Didn't you do yours? No. <laughs> Rick, did you watch anything this week? Well, let me think about it. Okay. <laughs> I got to see a new, uh, it's a new pilot for a TV show that's going to be on the CW, which you've known or are well known for their fantastic lineup of mediocre crap. High quality, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and this is a new a new one that they've got. It's, it's set in the 90s, and it's kind of a nerd teen show, which goes along with everything else they have on there. But it's about a, it's about an ordinary family. It's a husband and wife, and they got two teens, uh, two teen kids, a son and a, and a daughter. And they're in high school, but... Uh, but they are—they're also superheroes. It's a big surprise, right? But uh, uh, the only problem is their superpowers—they're not fantastic. They didn't put a lot of thought behind it, but they—they uh, they turn into gardening tools. So it's kind of like uh, House Two, you know, where you got the gardening tools kind of chasing them and they're floating <laughs> in the air. It's kind of the same idea. So uh, you can tell that's like the tools are hanging on wires and they do voiceovers, you know, like a rake is talking or whatever. Anyways, that's not really what the story's about. <laughs> Voiceovers. Yeah, I mean they are. It's like, hey, I bet we can knock down that door. You know that kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, but the real story is really about the son's challenge of dealing with the secret life of being superheroes and and uh, all the family stuff, and then trying to be a regular teenager at the same time. And he struggles with it, man. He he, he can't can't just deal with it and, and he tries to keep it contained but it really shows on his face but his sister's right opposite and she's very carefree about the whole thing the whole situation and just embraces the lifestyle so it's really dealing with the teen you know animosities of crime fighting and trying to you know keep things interesting more than wow. anything else <laughs> sounds so riveting it's, it's pretty deep uh, so if you get a chance i think they're going to start it next week but it's a series and it's called your sister's a hoe <laughs> That was very in depth. <laughs> That's a long lead in, man. <laughs> you know, it sounds like like something I want to check out. I think of they're course. going to have that crossover uh, event with Detective Goat, so that'll be interesting. <laughs> Detective Goat in the hoe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Goat in the hoe sounds like a 1970s cop drama. <laughs> Chico and the man and the goat and the hoe. <laughs> He's a goat. She's a hoe. They're both private detectives. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for What Did You Watch? Ya? What did you watch?
People, Are you sure? sit, in your, sit in your chairs. Al, Al Yankovic, get to doing something, man. The Hail Ming Power Hour is brought to you by Mock. His name is Mock. Thanks a lot. And loyal subjects of Mongo like you. Hail Ming! You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension of not only film and sound, but mind. A journey into an auditory movie review adventure that must be experienced to be believed. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Doomsday Clock. You can extract the Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock podcast by either searching for WYCH on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Which versus the Doomsday Clock is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. So prepare yourself. The podcast ice is gonna break! Alright folks, uh, as Danny was saying earlier, we're gonna try something a little different. This is kind of a special episode. It may be, you know, more episodes coming out that are kind of like this. We don't know. We just wanted to try something different. Uh, well, let's face it, folks. We're, we're lazy. And <laughs> we didn't really have time to watch a bunch of stuff. So we just decided, hey, let's talk about something that we kind of know. And what we decided to talk about is our favorite number twos in series. In other words, what's your favorite sequel to a movie? And uh, so I think it's just going to be kind of a, well, I'd say a round table, but there's only three of us. So it's going to be a triangle table kind of conversation. Right. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about some of our favorite. Now, this is not, we're not saying these are the best of all time. We're not trying to put a list out there and say these are the definitive part twos. But uh, these are just the ones that we revisit ourselves. These are our favorite sequels. To, to to movies and in some cases some of the sequels are better than the main movie so this will be fun uh, that's right and I, I don't I want to take some umbrage with you know we're too lazy to watch it I like to think this uh, think of this as a, a lifetime of research good point that we're bringing you your way and and I also want to say that we're not bringing you our favorite number twos in movies <laughs> our, our favorite part twos of movies because we're not talking about you know times where people took craps well, well put. They're not our favorite, and they're not the best, but some of them exist. <laughs> and that guy in Night of the Creeps, you know, he was taking a crap, but That's true. we're not going to talk about that anymore. Right. Right. <laughs> so we're really just kind of winging this, folks. Uh, so who wants to go first? You know, okay. I've, I've done a bang-up job going first so far, so I think I'm going to go ahead and jump in with... Uh, my first, the first one that jumped to mind, and I think it was, might be because we talked about it a little bit, but it's also because I always think of it, 
RoboCop 2, man. Yeah. Without a doubt. RoboCop, they, they said, how can you get more violent? And, uh, and RoboCop 2 stepped to the plate. It's like, it's like what's better than, you know, you have uh, prostitutes and children who are both subsequently murdered by robots that are made out of serial killers who are drug dealers. I mean, it's, it's incredibly violent, and it just it upped the ante in every possible way. RoboCop 2, man. It's kind of poetic, too, I mean, when you think about that. <laughs> Prostitutes and kids and drugs. Hey, <laughs> it's real life with a robot cop. It's just like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, really. I mean, I, I really think it, this is one of those movies that was a starting point of our friendship, I think. Because this is one of those first movies you brought up to me. You're like, what do you think about RoboCop 2? I'm like, that's pretty awesome. You're like, I love that movie. I'm like, okay. Friends, <laughs> man, I don't remember it going down that way, but you you have a better memory than I do. Yeah, that's me. Better You're taking that ginkgo biloba or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'll go on record saying I actually like RoboCop two more than I like RoboCop. Uh, Some people I'm do. Not saying I don't like RoboCop. I think RoboCop's awesome. The original Peter Weller. I'm not going to go into the remake. There, but <laughs> <laughs> the original Peter Weller. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, the the sequel it brought in some more uh, interesting character and diverse villains and uh, and I I like the design of the evil RoboCop two. See, it's not just a clever title. There's actually a RoboCop two in yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's borrowed from an Iron Man two, and and also you know I'd, I'd like to say we now have it on record. Mark saying RoboCop one sucks, and uh, also yeah, Ro- RoboCop two man. I mean. Frank Miller wrote it. You can't get it more dark and violent than, than Frank Miller. I it, honestly did not know that. If you weren't tipped off at the fact, well, Irvin Kershner directed it, and, uh, and, and, and Frank Miller wrote it. And, and so, you know, Irvin Kershner, known for his work with the Star Wars franchise, you know, he, he directed Empire. Which um, may be brought up in this conversation. Possibly, perhaps. <laughs> but um, also, you know, you got Frank Miller writing it, and if you didn't already guess that, then the... the the inclusion of prostitutes should probably tip you off that Frank Miller wrote it. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> All right, what you got next, man? Well, um, sticking with uh, law enforcement machine sequels, I'm going to have to go with everybody's favorite sequel, Guyver 2 Dark Hero. I knew this was going to come up. <laughs> man, I... I don't care. This is a fun movie. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's got rubber monsters, which you know, if long-time listeners will know, I love rubber monsters. <laughs> it's like watching a live-action anime. And it it's actually, oh, God, there is no way to say how much better it is than the original. <laughs> well, it is watching a live-action anime. I mean, the Giver is an yeah. anime. Yeah. Uh, That's the one with Mark Hamill in it, right? Uh, no, no. He's in the first one? Unfortunately, he's in the first okay. one. It's not one that goes on his resume. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Everybody got to work, man. But this one has uh, has David Hayter, who played, uh, who's most famous for playing uh, Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid uh, games. Uh, they do wonderful work with the the costume designs, the stunt work, the the kung fu fights. It's just, it's 
really fun watch there. Um, I won't get too much into the plot because it's it's the Giver. There's not really you don't really watch it for the <laughs> plot. You watch it for the fight scenes. So. <laughs> and you know, shout out! It is uh, it is MacGyver's birthday yesterday, so you know it kind of fits. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah, nice segue there. Uh, <laughs> Christian Dean Anderson. I think uh, something we should do is when we're going through these, we should say, yeah, that, that made my list too, because if not, we're going to go back and repeat. So, yeah, RoboCop was definitely on my list. What about Mark? Do you have RoboCop too? I wanted to put it on the list, but I forgot to. But it should have been on my list. So I'm pretty much guaranteed neither one of us got the Giver 2 on ours. <laughs> I, I think I actually left... RoboCop 2 off the list because I was pretty sure one of you guys would have yeah, had it. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I thought so, of the Giver and the Giver 2, but I don't remember it well enough to, to really throw in there. Like, I, I didn't remember Mark Hamill's in the first one. He turns into a cockroach in that. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember enjoying them. I mean, uh, it's just... Yeah, you know, yeah. They were fun. I just don't remember that much about them. That's why I thought this would be fun because we're going we're gonna to name some stuff and go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Cool. Okay, well, I'm going to throw uh, an oddball in here. Well, I'd say an oddball. One of my favorite sequels, believe it or not, is Jaws 2. Um, yeah. That's some big shoes to fill. I mean, you got Jeanette Schwartz is uh, directing it. And, you know, I don't know, man. There's there's still some magic, even though it's on a, on a tighter budget. There's still some really good stuff in that movie. I've always enjoyed Jaws too. The the boat scene where it catches on fire, it catches the shark on fire, the kid being you know grabbed by the shark out in the ocean, and he slams him up against the boat. There's some good stuff there, man. So I will say with Jaws two, uh, it it essentially when you break it down is Jaws because uh, yeah. the the story is pretty much the same, but uh, they do take it and they expand on it. Um, what I really like about it is they have that at the end they have that boat full of teens that are being mm-hmm. stalked by the shark so they take the concept of the slasher movie and yeah, they exactly right and they just replace the kill, uh, killer with the machete with a shark and I'm yep. just, like, it's strangely it works I mean, <laughs> not to mention he grabs a helicopter and pulls it in the water I mean oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, let's That's not also awesome. forget Let's not forget that Jaws 2 segues perfectly into Jaws 3 being able to have Louis Gossett Jr. And you can't handle the Louis. <laughs> you I mean, can't handle without the it, you couldn't have a 3, because you would just go from 1 to 3, and that doesn't work. Yeah. It would be called Jaws D. I don't have a single movie on my list for part 2s that has Louis Gossett Jr. in it, so I, I feel defeated. <laughs> it's because he's in number 1s, and then they can't top him. Exactly. You can't handle the Louis. Except for when he was in 3. <laughs> And they did make a four, so you know maybe not. Hey, but it's in four that uh, that Michael Caine is in a helicopter and gets gets torn under, right? Uh, That's in Jaws four. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I for some reason I know Jaws four better than than any of the other ones except for one. I, I don't know why. Nobody sh- nobody Caine. should know Jaws four. <laughs> I saw Period. the place where they they filmed that that scene where the uh, the helicopter went under. I, I saw it when we were in um, in the Caribbean. You're welcome. <laughs> Your thanks. What about Jaws the Olympics? I mean, we're still waiting for that one to come out. Is that the one with Jabberjaw? <laughs> well, you know, Sweetly, did, yes. Jaws two did have big shoes to fill. Big, yes. Great white shark shoes, which made me think of Jabberjaw because he because he plays a trap set, so he's got to have like feet, right? Okay, we've got to gun off the rails on this. 
All right, my next part two. Well, and you were worried we wouldn't have any content to talk about. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm I'm just over here crapping on y'all stuff. Um, (laughs) That's all right. It's your turn. Go ahead, crap away. Yeah, it's 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 my turn, and and I dare you to come up with things to say bad about my next one. I really dare you because I'll join right in. It is critters two. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, like I love critters. I love critters to death. But critters too, just like RoboCop two, takes the the established um, reality of the critters universe and it makes a story that is just incredible. I mean, it's got it's got the the critters all joining together in a big ball that rolls over things and and and, and immediately piranhas them. I mean, it's it's got the uh, the the hungry heifer. Yeah, which I mean, we yep. might have to throw the hungry heifer commercial in there because they don't serve you a bum steer. <laughs> but yeah, Critters Two is fantastic, and if you haven't watched it because you thought, "Oh, there's no way they can top Critters," you're wrong. Critters Two Thank has you. what every '80s movie needs: rubber monsters, Eddie Deason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> All right, Mark. Okay, this one I'm going to say is one of those ones that actually is better than the original, and I don't have a single problem with it. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Absolutely. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Well, I don't have it. You don't have it? No, it's gone. You played it a hundred times on our... our, Okay, anyway. Yeah, back in the Clue episode. (laughs) (laughs) So disappointed. We'll take care of it in post. <laughs> yeah, I can throw it in there. I'd, I'd scream it, but there's no way I can. I can do. I, I can't Shatner this bitch. Um, no, Wrath of Khan. I think any Star Trek fan will tell you that it's it's the best of the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they they're coming off the success of the the motion picture. Basically, Six, the most, success in quotation marks. Well, it was a commercial success. It had yeah. a fan base. We'll it give had, it that. Yeah, it it made more money than they expected to make off of it. So they're like, okay, let's make a sequel. And then somebody had the bright idea. Said, how about we have a good story, and you know, play off the show, and you know, make it interesting. And what do you know? It worked. <laughs> So, so I just watched the toys that made us when they talked about the Star Trek toys, and one of the things they pointed out that I thought was really interesting was every even numbered Star Trek movie was good. Yeah, every even numbered Star Trek movie, and it's kind of like they they learned, and then they said, "Now let's go back to the fan base," and then they had to kind of come back to what makes a good movie. Um, so yeah, I mean, absolutely, Part Two was the, the beginning of that trend. Well, okay. Part four was what? Undiscovered country? No, that's way later. No, part part four was the voyage spot. home. Part four was the voyage home when they when they went back in time and saved the whales. Gotta be we think, whales we, here. We think that's a good one. I, you know, they they thought it was a good one, and I I agree. Oh. I think it was a success. And and as a kid, I really liked Star Trek Four. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was well, a comedy. Yeah, it had the humor of them, you know. Yeah, the the kid with the jam box on the subway or whatever it was the bus. Yeah. Well, and, and Chekhov saying, you know, I need you to take me to the nuclear vessels, and of course there was the whole like you know Iron Curtain going on at that point, the the Cold War. So, so that that was funny in itself. And yeah. and come on, man, Spock says one damn minute, Captain. <laughs> but what it did not have 
was Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> Back to yeah. Star Trek too. I agree well, wholeheartedly. Right. I mean, and anybody will tell you it's the best of the Star Trek movies. Yeah, it was definitely on my list. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's see. I'm going to throw this one in here. This should be no surprise to anyone, and I'm surprised that I'm beating everybody else to it. They're probably holding on to it because they know I would bring it up. But come on, man, Superman two. I knew I that mean, would be on your list. <laughs> I mean, most people would argue it's the best of all of them. I have two lists, and, and one of them is obvious, and the other one is, is ones yeah. that I want to get in there. And yeah. Superman 2 is number three on that list. <laughs> I mean, there's there's nothing to say about this movie, except for the fact of I wish Donner would have finished the original version of what he was wanting to do. But hey, that's just, that's just you know, aftermath. Anyways... Mm-hmm. Went and seen this when it came out in the theater. Was absolutely blown away. Still love it to this day. It's Superman too. Wow. I mean, you, you kind of you had a theme statement. You uh, you did a little body, and then you came back to the theme statement. That was that was a good essay right there. Yeah, that's me. That, well, that's kind of how I am. I don't say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, Superman too. Absolutely. And you know, you, you pointed out that it was part of uh, the story for the first Superman. They had just so much they had to tell. Right. We we actually were going to do an episode on Superman two not long ago, and yep. I've got a I've got two pages worth of notes that uh, that are that are still dormant. But it's such a fun movie. Terrence Stamp. Terrence Stamp, man. man. And did you get to hear a guy say, "Holy skunk sweat"? <laughs> <laughs> and you also have that wonderful moment in there where the the little hillbilly boy turns British for some reason. <laughs> please, Mister General, please put my daddy down. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh yeah great alright Danny that's you alright so my next one and you know it, it might go under obvious but I don't think it's obvious to everybody my next one is Batman Returns yeah I mean, almost yeah, made my list it's yeah. funny that, that when you said you know Superman 2 I should come back right to this I think this is Tim Burton at the, at the pinnacle of his game yeah I mean he had an established world, like I said. That's that's kind of the benefit of twos. They don't have yeah. to establish the world; they can just tell a story, and it's just incredible. From from everything to Pee Wee Herman being uh, the the Penguin's dad, to uh, to the, the the Orange Triangle Gang being a, a a circus performer gang that that Batman fights. It's everything that Tim Burton wants to put in a Gotham City, mm-hmm. and I think it's just done really well. I mean, the, I look forward to an episode where we get to talk about it. You know, for an yeah. hour because sure. it is probably my favorite of the Batman movies, and that includes the Christopher Nolan ones. I take nothing away from them, but uh, there's you, just something you, about those those the first run that really that really just trips my trigger. Yeah, you know, you know who the mom of the Penguin was? It was uh, the Lou the, Gossett the, Jr. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually Simone from Pee Wee's. I saw that Big recently. Adventure. I don't think that I knew that, but I did see you know a picture of him and and. It, I don't think I realized that. I mean, the conversation, come on, my dear, let's talk about your big butt. And then they had the penguin as a baby. So That's right. And then that guy, like, ripped that bone off from the from the dinosaur museum. <laughs> Andy! Andy! I think Andy was the, the strong guy that Batman put the bomb on and threw into the back. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. Like, you know, Batman straight blows up some dude in that movie. Like, yeah. you know, he's got no problem killing people. They just don't do it on camera. Well, he, uh, he turned the, the Batmobile around and he used the, the car engine to set that guy on fire. I'm like, damn, what is with this He kills some clowns in that movie. And we're not talking about, like, you know, Pennywise. We're talking about just, like, 
like poor innocent clowns who <laughs> started a life of crime yeah. with a with a gang that that happens to be circus themed. And some of them weren't even in the gang. Bunch of alcoholic were just dudes that, that day. And Batman comes in. And just it was a it was a tragedy, really. <laughs> Is Billy D. Williams in that one too, or or did he just show up at the end of the first movie and then like? He was, yeah, he was he's in, the in there because he's like, then, "Hey, I'm 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 the mayor or whatever." Well, he was and Harvey Dent. This girl walks up. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, uh, girl, who's your family?" She's like, "Yeah, I don't know where I was born." He goes, "Well, <laughs> let's go find out." This is, you <laughs> son of a bitch! Why don't you come back to my bat place? Works every time. Works every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. No, but Christopher Walken's Mark. in it as as a as a oh, evil businessman. I mean, holy cow! Moving on. Next. <laughs> You know, it's funny You're you right. Had, I mean, hey, it's okay. it's fan- fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's funny you had Batman 2 on your list because I have The Dark Knight on mine. <laughs> I, I think it's the best of the Nolan series. Um, you had Heath Ledger doing that amazing job as Joker. They took the elements of Batman that you love and put it in this more kind of... Real- I hate to say realistic because it's about a man dressed as a yeah. bat. There, But... Uh, they take that concept and try to make it as realistic as possible, and right, they make it gritty. Gritty, yeah, and right, uh, yeah. Instead, of, instead of gothic, it's gritty, yeah, and yeah. that's that's kind of the big change from the Burton stuff yeah. to the to the newer stuff. So, just the fact that they, how well the Joker uh, was portrayed in that movie, I, uh, I don't want to be one of those people who gushes, but it's he really did an excellent job, uh, and they did a great job in staying true to the character in the fact that you have no idea who this guy is, where he came from, what he's all about. Um, by the end of the movie, you still don't know any more about the Joker than you did at the beginning. So I thought they did a fabulous yeah. job there. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, usually when you give too much to the character, it destroys the, the, the mythos, you know. And I think that's a problem we have now is we spend so much time explaining instead of just letting it go. You know, I'm looking at you, Rob Zombie Halloween. Exactly. <laughs> right. And, you know, what I'll say of the, the Dark Knight awesome lead in yeah. with, with the Joker and the bank heist goes on too long. Uh, and I, I was just talking about that before we, yeah. we got on the microphone. For a while, their movies were just lasting a little too long. And I think it was because they were trying to make it worth the ticket price. It just, you know, there's probably about 20 minutes at the end of that movie that could be cut. It wasn't bad stuff. It was just too long. Yeah. But yeah. at least they didn't yeah, take one book and turn it into two movies, so you have to go. <laughs> I, I can't complain about it. It's still a great movie. I was yeah. just saying, you know, if yeah. there's one thing I could change. Oh, no. and, and I would say that about the same, the, the first Christopher Nolan one, the whole yeah. train thing is like, man, is this yeah. still going on? Because I want to be done. I would now. definitely oh. say that about the Illusion. third one. <laughs> And we can say that Heath, Le- Heath Ledger is probably the best Joker since, I don't know, Jared Leto? Hail <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ming. <laughs> oh, it's good to have you back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Well, it brings it up to my turn. And, and my list is in no real order whatsoever because they're just kind of scattered because I just wrote down as I kind of remembered. But being that Mark brought up Rob Zombie Halloween... One of my favorite sequels is the original Halloween 2. Yeah. Uh, the continuation of the same night. I mean, yeah. this is one of those that actually works because it's just as 
powerful as the first movie because mm-hmm. it's just a continuation. It's not like the sequels you get later on where he's been brought back from the dead and all this kind of goofy stuff. I mean, it's it's just a continuation. All the stuff in the hospital, the picking the woman up on the scalpel. I don't know, man. I, I, to me, it's just as good. You can throw those two back to back and, and they, they both... Yeah, this this one was definitely really on my work. list there. Um, and, you know, I... Again, it's it's really uh, great. Like you said, they just pick it up exactly where the last one left off. Uh, so it's a, a good continuation of the story. Um, I will say, though, Halloween 2 is both great and bad for the sure. same reason uh, yeah. of being number two. Because yeah. the original concept of Halloween, they wanted to do an anthology series, and the common theme was the night of halloween uh now don't get me wrong i love michael myers stories he's one of my favorite uh movie slashers but if they had not done uh michael myers in the sequel then people would have accepted the concept of an anthology series more so uh halloween 3 would have been accepted but at the same time, I love Halloween too. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Maybe it wouldn't. Maybe it wouldn't. I mean, you know, the 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 appetite for slashers really, really became a frenzy. And you know, if if that had kept going, we wouldn't have gotten the curse of Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, we need some Buster Rhymes. That's H two O. Well, and that, that's the thing. My love for Michael Myers Myers really stops. At the Love Guru. No. My <laughs> no. love for Michael Myers really stops at part two. You get beyond that, and I really don't care anymore. Um, well, I don't know. I, I think it's it because it's the whole, okay. Too. Yeah, what's there to care about? I mean, you right, know, exactly. he's just another and slasher. It, it and how about the fact that... the end of the Michael Myers story. It was one and two. They weren't planning on making more. Right. And then, you know, people said, hey, how about we make more money and they said bring him back (laughs) it's an established audience it's always an enticement how about the fact that they just randomly killed a dude just because he's dressed up in the same type of outfit (laughs) (laughs) out in the street don't Uh, worry folks we got him we got him we got old crap it's not him never bring that back up you think Loomis would have been sued or something? <laughs> you know, he's extenuating circumstances. They also, you know, they also killed a lot of candy stripers in that movie. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, much. Yep. Anyways, that's mine. Go ahead, Danny. All right. You know, I'm gonna skip the one that I've got, and I'm gonna move on to the next one because I think we need to, a little change of genre, and I'm gonna say Police Academy Two: The First Assignment. That <laughs> <laughs> made my list too. <laughs> Police Academy 2, it's everything Police Academy was, but better. I mean, it's it, mainly because it's got the scene at the end where they go in and they stop that riot. And, you know, they, they give everybody an opportunity to kind of be the character that they've been establishing for a movie and a half. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot of fun. And I remember watching it a million times as a kid. And I can't give you reasons to watch it other than if you've ever seen a Police Academy movie, it's all that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, but but you got Bob Goldthwait and Sweet Chuck in it, so I mean, <laughs> it, it it is where they bring in Mr. Sweet Chuck. Yeah, yeah. Now, now is that so, the one where they establish um, the uh, the uh, 
the guy who makes the noises uh, as the kung fu. Michael Winslow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Michael Winslow is in the first one doing sound effects, but he does the whole the whole kung fu scene, which I'm, I know oh, I I know I watched on, a million not times. On it's so funny. Not oh. on cauliflower. Not on cauliflower. <laughs> yeah, not on broccoli. It's good stuff. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, and I had that on the list. Becky was like, "And you know what? These movies do not hold up." I mean, when you watch them now, you're like, "These are not good at all," but you still love them. I mean, yeah, I don't know if if I could say go back and watch any of the Police Academy movies, but I mean, I, I can't not say that I love them. Right. <laughs> Citizens on Patrol. I like that. Citizens one on Patrol. Remove the belly of a yak. What, what, would that bring him back to life? No, man, I'm hungry. It's just, it's just stupid stuff for a good two hours. It's awesome. Uh, but that's for our part three episode we got coming up. <laughs> oh. All right, Marky Mark. Okay, so I don't know if anyone knows this about me, but I like rubber monsters. What? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm going with. Return of Swamp Thing. Oh, <laughs> oh, not bad, not bad at all. I I, I love this movie because um, it just it went straight up Evil Dead to and said, you know what, we're not going to take ourselves seriously this time. <laughs> we're just going to have some fun. I'm a superhero made of swamp vegetation, and I fight giant monsters. And you, how can you not have fun with that? You got David Hess in there yeah. as one of your baddies from Last House on the Left. I mean, what's not to like? I mean, they get uh, they get meta with it as well. I mean, the bad guy from the movie was uh, in the movie Gigi, so he has a pet parrot named Gigi, <laughs> and he quotes lines from his movies like, "Gigi, am I a fool without a mind, or am I just too blind to realize?" I'm working with idiots. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one where that guy takes the thing and gets real small, right? Because it kind of exemplifies who you are. Or is uh, that in the first one? That's in one? the first one, yeah. Man, I mean... The, the, the second one had great visual effects like the, the practical monsters and the setting and Heather Locklear. Heather you know. Locklear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I remember now. <laughs> and That's I a good one, man. Good pick. I gotta say real quick, I I really enjoyed Heather Locklear's performance in it too. Cause it's that scene where she's uh, uh, trapped by a couple of uh, hillbillies in there. Like, where are you from? L.A. I hate L.A. I'll move. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of witty back and forth that really made Swamp Thing Returns a hail main pick. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry if that crapped on you. I, I, was no. just, I thought it would be funny to no. do. I, uh, Say what you will about this movie; it exists. There right. you go. And you know, it could have been Toxic Avenger too. Oh yes, it could have. Yeah. Oh, it very easily could have been. I mean, if everything that was wrong with the Toxic Avenger was right about the Swamp Thing movies, and I'm just saying that because I hate the Toxic Avenger movies. I, I think that's one of the best reviews I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my what you turn. got? I've, I've got one word for you: aliens. Oh, oh yes. yes, number two on my list. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, man, talking about taking a well, it's not a franchise at the point, but taking the claustrophobic feeling of the original, the scare and the horror, and then turn it into an action flick with the sequel. 
you, it seems like it would fail, but it does anything but fail. It's yeah. it's incredible, and it's it's hard for me to decide which one I like better. I might actually say I like Aliens better than Alien. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a there's a lot that do, and 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 I can see it, but you know, there's still something about. I mean, the first one oh, terrified yeah. me as a kid, so I think that's why I can't give up on it. Yeah, well, but the man, first one's amazing. You want action? You want action, man? Oh, yeah. Aliens is just absolutely amazing. Anything pushes it over the top for me. It's got to be Bill Paxton. If, well, yeah, man. <laughs> Game over, man. This ain't happening. <laughs> Absolutely, I think it benefits just like the other things we talked about. You you take a a whole movie's worth of establishment, and then you can just build the story. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's all I got on it. What you got, Danny? All right. So next up for me, I, we've talked about this on the show, and it is a pale, pale, pale shadow of the original. But Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah. Sorry, no. I, oh no, no. I'm just gonna say it's it's. I think um, Joe Bob Briggs did an episode on it, and I and I always think about the little snippets that he had because you know in a lot of ways our our show harkens to his show, um, but but yeah, I mean what they did was they said you know this first one was just way too epic. We want to make something that just has a fun adventure feel. So it's not as great a movie, but it's a lot of fun to visit. Yeah, they don't take themselves seriously, which is yeah, you know, as we've seen in a couple of these now. That's really. Uh, really a benefit of doing a sequel is like we can have these same characters but just have fun with it and so like you know we need we need mirror monsters and wizards <laughs> that don't really do anything <laughs> and, and just have mako there because mako's awesome <laughs> right let's Hell take yeah. this mako. green rubber rubber mask on this wrestler and just yeah. let him go at it <laughs> i'm not going to believe at this point <laughs> moving on to the next one mark um, so, since we did Aliens, how about we do Predator 2? <laughs> ah. Oh, that belongs on my list. And I, I think didn't I was have t- it either. I was talking about it before the show. I was like, there are ones I know that I'm not coming up with. Predator 2. That's why <laughs> yeah. you're here, is to remind me about Predator 2, man. <laughs> Bill Paxton. Again, with Bill Paxton, man. He, he Gary makes Busey. sequels good. <laughs> Gary Busey? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I love that they took the... Uh, the predator that they establish in the first one and then move him out of that jungle setting into a city where you have more carnage options uh i mean they uh they do this fictional version of 1996 i think it was because they made it several years before that and that but this is the dystopian future and as well it Pretty I thought it was just contemporary, and it was but, supposed to be in like Miami or something. But yeah, it's uh, it. They pretty much nailed it. It was. <laughs> yeah, it didn't have a whole lot of stuff yeah. to to make it seem like a, a future. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they uh, they didn't go over the top with their future predictions. I mean, uh, Gerardo was not as big of a success as they thought he was going to be. But other than that, uh, and just you know, having the predator, you know hunting down the cops and the criminals in the middle of the yeah. city it yeah. it just works <laughs> the the urban jungle yes, yeah exactly <laughs> no doubt uh, predator 2 is worth another look right and it sets right. up the aliens oh. predator thing with their little alien skull cameo in there which may be yeah. a good thing or a bad thing yeah, we, yeah like we needed that <laughs> 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 yeah 
Just like somebody thought Highlander 2 was a good idea, but hey. <laughs> uh, moving right along, I've got Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yes. <laughs> I figured that was a no-brainer. I'm knocking it off my list right now. You know what? I, this is probably my favorite of the whole franchise. We were just talking about that um, a little while ago. That the Temple of Doom just is the the total package as far as an adventure film. When I was a kid, I think some of the parts of it scared me, so I, mm-hmm. I liked the other ones better. But the older I got, the more I just love it. The pacing yeah. is awesome. Yeah. The effects are great. It, the adventure is 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 high. It's all good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, for me, the first one will always be my favorite, but uh, number two, that is just the way they hey. uh, they bring in the uh, uh, Indian mythology into it and uh, the whole thuggy cult. It's just, yeah, I can't say enough about it. It's good. <laughs> when you got Indiana Jones taking a number two, you got a movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny. All right. Next on my list, you know, and this one came to me this morning when I was coming up with extra ones. It's Young Guns 2, man. Oh, yeah. I, I like oh, Young Guns. Oh, look at you. But you, Young Guns 2, and I'm not a huge Western fan, but I, I think it just, um, everything that, like, it, it doesn't have the weird peyote trip in the middle of Young Guns 1, which I'm not entirely against, but I think it took away from the flow of the movie. And instead, it just had a, a group of... Um, of younger gunfighters in the West, and it's just a it's just a good Western. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. have that great opening with it where uh, they introduce the brushy Bill Roberts character. I think his name is Buffalo Bill. Uh, uh, well, he was he was this real uh, man in the nineteen he, he claimed to 40s be, yeah. that claimed to be uh, Billy the Kid, and I like that they took that where you don't know if he is or if he isn't, and just had him telling the story. Uh, so the entire movie is essentially a flashback, but yeah, and it's Emilio Estevez in old face. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you got Lou Diamond Phillips uh, as the native character uh, Chavez E. Chavez, uh, again yep. in that knife fight with Christian Slater, and who doesn't want to see that? <laughs> hey, yeah. Christian Slater was great right. in that yeah. too. Oh, exactly. he, he was a great, you know, old yeah, bigoted, he was. you know, young Western murderer. You know, it was he was a lot of fun. Yay. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, great, great. Well, I tell you, well, you know what the the thing is is you you almost forget how big those movies were. Yeah, they were really popular. Oh yeah, and uh, you know I'm the same way. I'm I'm not a western fan, but those movies were huge, man. I mean, uh, yeah, you can't. I mean, and they're they're both solid flicks. I love Emilio Estevez too. I mean, it's it's hard to go wrong oh, with yeah. him. I'm sure there are movies that I wouldn't want to watch that he did, but he's a lot of fun to watch when he's on, man. All right, Mark, that's you. I'll say Rocky Two. Ah, Rocky two. number three on my list. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, th- uh, this was an interesting one because the whole Rocky concept was just the underdog story, and but then they uh, move into the sequel where it's like, well, what does what happens to the underdog after <laughs> that? Um, yeah. Yeah. The first what one now? Was <laughs> never about him winning the the championship. It was just about him achieving his own goals of going the distance with the champ um so this was i thought they did a really good job of showing how his life turned out afterwards and what brought him back into the 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 next fight with the champion the the whole thing of him uh doing the commercials and all that trying to make the extra money and of course he can't read i mean those are like so funny and so 
sad at the same time exactly. you know so uh yeah it's just it's just great man and I, I saw this in the theater when it came out and literally that 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 10 count at the end i mean people were standing oh, up yeah. in the in, in the theater trying to get him to stand up you know <laughs> it's was, it was just amazing man that that movie made me a rocky fan i i didn't get to see the first one till much later rocky 2 is the reason i'm a rocky fan yeah i would say that for rocky 4 but it's probably the difference in age i'm, I'm not yeah, sure. super familiar with the, the rocky movies but i might have to go back and check out rocky 2 because hey, you know you, you guys right. love it i probably will too the only one i don't care about is is five <laughs> the rest of them i love is that where they got the new blood in it, and he's like the trainer, or yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, then, Tommy Gunn. Yeah, and he's he's become a manager, and then then he they bring in the Don King type character yeah, and all yeah. that crap. And gotcha. Yeah, it's not. It's it's it, it's okay, but it's not the rest of them at all. But yeah, man, it's the two, one three, and four. It's one where his kid. Goes four, four. You can argue is he's like, <laughs> he's like. <laughs> Eight in the last movie and twelve in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's like what, what, what happened here? <laughs> Yo, how long was yeah. I go for? <laughs> Classic, man. Classic. All right, let's see. That brings me up. I mean, the obvious one we all are just avoiding saying because it's just a given, man. And that's that's Empire Strikes Back. We all know that possibly the greatest Star Wars flick, hands down. Uh, Irving Kirshner again directed RoboCop 2 directed Star Wars Empire Strikes Back um, can we call it a part 2 well I don't know there's probably people out there going no that's part 5 well no, in realistic two. times <laughs> when part 4 came out it did not say part 4 originally they went back and put that in yeah and, I mean uh, it, it was know, the it second did, one to be released yeah so Right, yeah, I think right. it's I think it's legit so, to call it the second movie. <laughs> so take that and stuff it in your quartz late night donut. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long John. Oh, uh, it's a long John. But yeah, man. I mean, come on. I, I don't have to say anything else. It's it's Empire Strikes Back. It's so Empire Strikes Back. Nobody out there needs yeah. to be converted to Empire Strikes Back. I hope. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. holy cow! So go ahead. Have we talked about Jewel of the Nile? Yes. Wow. <laughs> no, we have not. <laughs> Look, you know, maybe we don't need to, but I just recently revisited *Romancing the Stone*. It's just one of my favorites. It's a romance story. It's an adventure flick, and it's it's silly as all get out. But but, *Jewel of the Nile*. It's like everybody just came back to the cash machine for one more try. You know, they were like, "Hey, you're going to pay me to do this? Okay, sure." It's got some bad stuff in it. But, I mean, it's hard not to enjoy Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas and Danny DeVito just coming back Danny to DeVito. reprise these roles that maybe <laughs> never needed to be revisited, but somebody was going to pay them to do it. And I, I love the Jewel of Nile. I, I think it's a lot of fun, and, and uh, I think it kind of holds up, too. Absolutely. Of course, you've got, when the going gets tough. <laughs> yep. It's not a good song, but you know, it's it's Billy Ocean, man. It's not a terrible song either. It's just, uh, but I do prefer the Eddie Grant. I'm romancing the stone. <laughs> yeah. And I've got to say that when uh, when the jewel of the Nile, who isn't a jewel but a person, spoiler alert, when he uh, when he walks across that fire at the end. It looks really, really fake. <laughs> it looks really fake. Like, so fake. 
<laughs> but um, you know that that's what that's what we had going. There you go. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think if you went back and watched King Solomon's Mines from Canon, you'd yeah. be like, man, you'd be like, you know what? Jewel of the Nile is aces. <laughs> <laughs> King Solomon's Mark, Mines is a favorite of mine too, but it's not a number two. So wh- it, it's great. It it's great. But when you go back and watch it again, you're gonna be like, wait a minute, man. <laughs> <laughs> There was a number two to that one, too. Does anybody have it on their list? I should. <laughs> what was it called? Uh, it was... Lost uh, City of Gold. Lost City, City of Gold. Richard. It was not good. <laughs> but It was Richard Chamberlain came back, yeah. but he's no Michael Douglas. It wasn't good, but it wasn't bad, either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At 2.30 at two <laughs> on the afternoon when you're home from school... On HBO, it's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. my point. It's like that 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 Chuck Norris movie, um, Firewalker. Firewalker, Firewalker. Yeah. with Lou Gossett Jr. You'll watch it. I was watching it just the other day because it was on, <laughs> and I couldn't handle the Lou. That's the problem with watching movies on like Netflix and 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 Amazon Prime now is you have to legitimately decide. I'm going to click. Let's play this right now. And with these right. movies that we just sat and watched because they were on. I just don't feel like I need to click that button. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of us would have seen Eliminators if that was the case. I know, I know. Very so true. maybe, maybe too true. much choice is the problem now. I may have seen Eliminators. <laughs> maybe we're romancing the stone too much. <laughs> I'm romancing the stone! <laughs> oh, okay, well, that was me. And okay. who is it now? Mark. Okay, um... I'm going to go with something a little newer and say Hatchet 2. Hatchet wow. 2. Yeah. Cool. Um, Hatchet is one of my favorite modern uh, horror yeah. movie series. That's fun. Um, because I guess because it brings all the old school horror movie uh, icons into it. Yep. And, Just uh, like no, Wishmaster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I won't be bringing up Wishmaster 2, but... <laughs> But uh, yeah, and Hatchet Two it it definitely does that. It uh, uh, brings Tony Todd into it with an expanded role. Uh, introduces Daniel Harris as the new main character. Uh, so it's got some got some good actors. Of course, you got Kane Hodder doing what he does best <laughs> with power tools and <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Hatchet Two man. <laughs> well, yeah. What was that, Rick? Did you just? Did you just ask for a shameless plug for Texas Frightmare Weekend? Well, sure, I'll throw that in there. Mark, <laughs> if you like Daniel Harris and you like uh, horror movie uh, uh, staples, then maybe you should come with us to uh, Texas Frightmare Weekend. Hey, maybe I should yeah. come with you to Texas Frightmare Weekend. They've got all kinds of good stuff for you there. <laughs> you know who won't be there? Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be going to Texas Frightmare Weekend. <laughs> because of meatloaf, nobody might be going. Oh boy! I mean, just just a so, shout out. I, I got story no behind that, folks. If you want to know I, what I we're talking about, okay. just look it up. Because uh, Danny and I and some friends of mine got to witness meatloaf falling off a stage at Texas Frightmare, which was quite jarring when it happened yeah yeah nobody was laughing we all wish the best but it was um it was being close to a a, a moment that will stay you know forever in time mm. yep. 
Yep. And uh, because of that, uh, you got some lawsuits and stuff going on. So we'll see what happens. But we wish everybody involved the best. He would sue anyone for love. But he won't do that. <laughs> and I would sue anyone for love. But you know, we were there when, uh, when what was it? Uh, Eric Roberts came out and said, "Hey, there's a movie going on over here, and you should go see it." They like handed him a microphone in the middle of a room full of people, and we were right next to him. That that was kind of cool. That sounds. They awesome. do some weird stuff there, man. <laughs> And that's where we meet up with a lot of other podcasters who um, it's always yeah. a fun time to hang out with. My favorite is still when Gary Busey walked through and somebody said, hey, Gary, and he looked up at the ceiling like God was talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, they, had a, they had a Frighteners uh, reunion at that particular one. That was, that was, a, good, that was a good weekend. <laughs> All right, where Texas are we at? Frightener weekend. I don't know. Um, I, I did see. Jewel of the Nile, and then and then I did Hatchet Two. So it's you did Hatchet Two. So it's you. Hatchet Two. I'm gonna throw Naked Gun two and a half in this mix. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I, I, it's probably my favorite of the bunch, but uh, it's Naked Gun two and a half. I, I don't know what else to tell you. That's it. No, I mean it, it's got one liners galore. It's Zucker Brothers at their prime. Leslie Nielsen's there. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you want stupid? You got it. Oh yeah. <laughs> All that right, might, that might give Police Academy two a run for its money. <laughs> Every inch of the mile. Yeah. So is it back to me? It's That's back you. to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When I say Danny, that means you. Yeah. That went that went a lot faster than I thought it would. <laughs> Again, I'm a man of few words. Because because like a midget out of urinal, I've got to keep on my toes. On my toes. <laughs> <laughs> like a bland man in an, in an orgy, I'm just gonna fill things out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, this got mentioned uh, earlier, and I'm, I'm just going to throw in there. FX2, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the FX movies are awesome. I love yep. them to death. Brian Brown, the, uh, the, the Australian Michael Caine, <laughs> runs his way through these movies where he, he's a, a special effects man using his special effects powers to get special effects things done. And they've decided, you know what? The first one was so good. Let's make another one. Yeah. Brian Dennehy was like, I'm not doing anything this weekend. Sure. <laughs> this is the second best movie with two guys named Brian and the lead. <laughs> What's the first best movie? FX. Oh, snap. I should have seen that coming. Even as I asked it, I was like, I should see this coming. But I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, but with FX2, they, they have that robot that looks like a little clown. Oh, yeah, He's got, right. like, the motion capture suit, so he can do stuff with it. And there's a whole sequence where he drops the robot, and he has it does do stuff while he's uh, while he's walking around. Kind of reminiscent to robot jocks. <laughs> and then the robot goes, hey, laser lips, your mother was a snowblower. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was, oh, my God. Short Circuit 2 just got added to my list. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. No problem, man. Yeah, that's what that's what we're here for. I've been expanding my list as we're talking to <laughs> Mark. What you got, man? Uh, we need to run, baby, run, baby, run away, run, baby, run, escape, LA. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I thought you were singing the, 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 the credit song from uh, from Big Trouble in Little China for a minute. <laughs> well, but, practically. But you were... Oh. <laughs> well, okay. 
Oh, man, I love me some Snake Plissken, and I'm willing to take him in whatever way, shape, or form I can get him. So, this is proof. Again, it's definitely a cash grab, but you know you got uh, you got Snake Plissken running around, uh, shooting at things, blowing stuff up. What more do you Shoot, need? <laughs> shooting basketball, riding a surfboard. Yeah, you know. You shot clock. <laughs> You don't make a shot, you get shot. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like a bit of trivia about that. Maybe you told me was that uh, is that uh, Kurt Russell actually made all those those basketball shots. You know, he did yeah. not not in a row, but he, he had to yeah. get every one of those shots for the scene. He he wanted to make sure that they were all actually done. Yeah, Carpenter wanted to make sure that they didn't use any CGI or anything for the basketball. So Kurt Russell had to learn how to make those shots from across cord. And then once he did that, he had to relearn how to do it with an eye patch. So <laughs> <laughs> didn't think about that. <laughs> well then he didn't he have like a metal brace? Like like the real the real suspension of disbelief here is that that guy can can go back and forth across a full court that many times <laughs> with a metal brace on his knee. I mean Goldie Hawn is probably behind the scenes going, if you break my husband, you're gonna be answering to me. <laughs> And, uh, and I got to bring him up, Bruce Campbell. Yes, of course. As the yeah. Surgeon General of Beverly Hills. Best thing about that movie, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Carpenter himself said this role needed to be tweaked, and nobody does tweaked like Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just amazing because I know when Mark brought up Escape from L.A., I could hear people turning off their pod players. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. We didn't say these are going to be the best movies. Right. Um, It's it's our list, people. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Again, these are movies that exist. (laughs) All right, well, being that you brought that one, I'm going to bring up one just as crazy. Return of the Living Dead Part 2. There we go. Because where where else are you going to see a zombie Michael Jackson standing out (laughs) with a bunch of zombies getting electrocuted and it makes him dance? Exactly. (laughs) Eat that, Zack Snyder. That movie is very similar to the same concept of another favorite two of mine, which is (laughs) Evil Dead 2, where they basically retell the same story, but just put a little different twist on it. It's a twist. (laughs) It's a twist. And, uh, yeah, man, there's something just fun. It's so fun, uh, some of the stuff that happens in part two. You bring the same characters back, but they're not the same characters. Yeah. you know, it's just, it's just, it's definitely a cash grab, but they tried to do something. It's like, yeah, who cares? Who cares if it makes sense? Let's just show some crazy stuff. Let's have a zombie head with a screwdriver and it says, hey, get that screwdriver out of my damn head. You know, yeah, why not? <laughs> there you go, folks. We're going to live in part two. Exactly. Part two. Uh, do you have one, Rick? That was it. That was, yeah, that was it. Do, 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 do you have a bit? Oh, oh. I, I have one. I get, I just I get it. it. I get it. It was actually that. I thought. I thought that was just a. I thought this was the joke round. <laughs> no man. I love that movie. <laughs> uh, man, I, I thought it was a joke. I, was like, I wrote it down in my paper. So you told an extremely funny joke today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, you know, seeing as we're going unpopular, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the Matrix two in there. 
okay. I mean, I, I, I think a lot of people said The Matrix didn't need to have a second part, and I, I can kind of agree with that, but I think they did some pretty amazing stuff with it. Yeah. All right, now I'm pretty sure between the last three movies, everybody has quit listening. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Lawrence Fishburne is still an avid listener to uh, to Hail Ming, and, and he'll he's not going to let us down, right, Larry? <laughs> oh, it just made me think of another. It just made me think of another number two. Oh it up the shoot, we're over here just getting ready to to drop some number twos on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> Deuces. Yikes. Uh, well, what I'll say of the Matrix Two is that uh, I brought it up just like you guys brought up your other crappy ones. What you got, Mark? Okay. I think we need some anime in here, so I'm going Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. Yes, uh, yeah, it's got that car in it. Oh yeah, the big like like vamp- vampire murder wagon. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like they upped everything for the sequel. The uh, animation was better. Uh, they they got more interesting uh, villains. Uh, of course, they bring back D, who's just that perfect stoic. Uh, half vampire uh, superhero with his annoying talking hand which I still don't get but I don't have to get it because it's awesome <laughs> that's right it, it eats dirt and then it sucks in a will of the wisp I mean what, what more do you want to know okay. did, yeah, good one. did that just add some questions <laughs> <laughs> well you watch the movie you're going to add some questions that's all <laughs> that's true <laughs> I'm not as familiar with two as I am with one but I have watched it and I didn't remember being impressed you know like you said they did up the ante on a lot of it I think it just wasn't I didn't get to watch it as many times so I don't remember it as well <clears throat> one thing I do really like about it is um, in the story he's uh, paid to uh, save this woman who is kidnapped by a vampire um, but as you go through you find out she's actually in love with the vampire and went with him willingly yeah. So it leaves him with, well, what do I do now? Because uh, he still has a job to finish, but is it ethical for him to do so? It, was it Winona Ryder? Because I think I've seen this. Uh, wait. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think uh, her friend was doing a big wolf man in the... Uh, yeah, the, that's uh, my favorite part. Uh, uh, me too. <laughs> yeah. Not really. Anyway. <laughs> so, Rick, what you got? Uh, Hellboy 2. Yeah. Hellboy two, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hellboy two, the 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 the, the, the golden, golden army, army. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like it. Next, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so so I've got a well, Revenge of the Nerds part two. Oh, Nerds yeah, in Paradise, nice one, <laughs> nice one. I mean, it it takes it out of the college. It it kind of gives you a little more of the characters just uh just succeeding in life despite their. Their 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 egregious uh, egregious uh, debilitation as being geeks and nerds and goobers and dorks and uh, and also there's the lady that gives them the the uh, the hotel room in that in that uh, in that condemnable <laughs> hotel the uh, hotel <laughs> coral Essex, um, which they use the neon sign to advertise something else later and uh, they they walk in the room and there's that that there's, there's that like uh, like crime scene on the floor. And she like rolls that rug out over it and says, "Magic carpet." I don't know, man. Like, revenge of the words, the revenge of the words, revenge of the words in my mouth. Revenge of the nerds part two is every bit as fun as the first one, and uh, and that's saying something because the first one's uh, definitely a classic. If you want more ogres and booger, then this is the movie for you. 
Yeah, right. you get you get snotty too. <laughs> what, what is a like like James Hong is in it? <laughs> and they teach you to vote no on thirteen. Is it sixteen? So what? Remember the song? Remember the song they're performing is to get everybody not to vote oh, on. Yeah, that's right. See, I remembered so much, and there was still so much more that I had to remember still. <laughs> Always taking me to school. They get everybody Morgan. to chant it so they don't forget it, and I forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't matter because you voted no. That that the, the important thing wasn't to know what you were voting; it was to knowing how to vote. <laughs> Nerds taught me that. That's a good one, man. I like it, Mark. Uh, Jeepers, Greep, uh, Jeepers Creepers 2, I, even though I can't say the title. Revenge of the Words. <laughs> Revenge of the Words. <laughs> I like Jeepers Creepers. I don't know Jeepers Creepers 2. Um, basically, in Jeepers Creepers 2, it's set like right after the, the events of the first one, because it kind of has to be, because the monster only has like... Yeah, he comes uh, in short like he's like a he's like a cicada. He comes every twelve years uh, or whatever. And he finds a busload of uh, of teenagers on their way home from a game, and he's just stalking them and taking them. At the same time, uh, a father who lost his child to the creeper is prepared to go after the the monster and hunt it down. So uh, you get this, you know, the classic monster going after the teenagers, but then you get this monster hunter show up out of nowhere practically and it's a good bit because i mean uh the creeper i think is one of those really imaginative creatures uh that doesn't get a lot of love which i think it should get more because you really don't know exactly what it is but it's you know that's that's makes the best creatures exactly yeah i liked him until he got wings and All right, wasn't well, there something about, about terrifying the, the, kids? The director of that movie. I'm going to go with kind of uh, Nightmare, Nightmare on M Street too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't seriously. I mean, it starts off with it's the bus ride, and all the yeah. kids are being, you yeah. know, but Freddie's driving the bus. It's a nightmare or whatever. But you know, the, the, of course, you got all the gay overtones in this movie that were kind of subliminal for the wow. But now they're all saying, "Oh yeah, you can see it. It's it's everywhere." So. Um, but this is the most sinister Freddy is in any movie. I mean, he's he's evil in this one, man. And I just I've always liked this one. I think the effects are really good. Uh, yeah, I just I enjoy this one. Never Down Street Two, <laughs> the Revenge of Michael Caine. It's gay overtones, huh? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll have to rewatch it. I'm sure that there's a whole thing about that. Like like the, oh yeah well, well even the 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 main actor is going around and they I mean even the director Jack Shoulder who did the hidden yeah has come out and said yeah man this movie is about being gay I did not know that man I'll I'll yeah. have to you know I know that it's one of the more panned of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies because much like uh, uh, Halloween three that, that we mentioned earlier it kind of broke. Yeah, you know it broke what people well, expected of. of well, the- they broke some rules in this one too. That still is a factor too, because the whole scene where they're having the pool party and Freddy comes to in the real world, and you know, hot dogs are blowing up on the on the grill and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, he's he's dream state. He can't come in the real world. And of course, you can say, well, because he possessed this kid, he's able to do that. Who knows? So. You know, I don't know. There, there's a lot of controversy of it. It really messed up uh, the, the canon of everything. But, you know, I don't know. There's still some things that I really, really love about that movie. Well, and hot dogs are rolling up on the grill. I, I can I can see it now. Um, yeah. 
You know what? That's a lot of of, uh, of discussion to have. Maybe we should have a, a follow up on some of these number twos, and and that's definitely one that I want to get more into. But right now, I'm not prepared to talk about it, and I'm really intrigued with your um, your you know, the the fact that this made your list. So I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, it's fun. You're going to go back to watch uh, Escape from L.A. too, aren't you? I'm not going <laughs> to. The fact that it made your list is intriguing, but in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't say anything. I've got the DVD setting right here in front of me, and I don't know that I've ever opened it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few of those, so you know. I don't know if it was a gift. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh crap! One of my favorite, actually, to, to, to circle back on that just for a second. One of my favorite uh, Escape from LA stories is that. Uh, is that when he was asked to reprise the role, and again, maybe one of you told me this story, so I'm not trying to take anything away from you guys. When he was asked to reprise the role by, by John Carpenter, um, they, they were going to find the wardrobe people to make him a new outfit, like the one, the one that he had in, in Escape from New York. And he was like, no, no, I still have it. So he went to the back of his closet, and he still ate, and he had to put on the Snake Plissken outfit. And I, I think the story somehow has something to do with Goldie Hawn, like, like, like... You know, chastising him for having that still in the in the uh, the closet. But hell, I mean, if any of us had played Snake Snake Plissken, we, we certainly would have had the costume still in our damn closet. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that that just tells you how cool the character is. Is when the person that even plays it keeps the costume. Yeah. They know there's something there. So right, yeah. right. No, Absolutely. Uh, never mind. I won't get into that. But um, so so as I mentioned before, then. It's it's back on me, and I'm gonna say short circuit too. <laughs> I wasn't joking. I mean, especially as a kid, you watch that. There's there's a there's an I need a hero montage chase scene at the end where he's bleeding out battery acid and he's gonna die, and he's trying to save somebody's life. It's just, it's just a fun action flick, and you know they had developed uh, the the Johnny Five robot in the first one, and it's just. It's just fun. I mean, it's a comedy. It's an adventure. It has a robot in it. What's not to like, especially for an '80s kid? Right. Yeah. I, sure, man. I mean, I can't say I didn't watch it several times yeah. on mm-hmm. HBO. Home from school, sick, playing hooky, whatever. <laughs> All right, Mark. Well, uh, if you need a monster that's a spider and a bat and made of electricity. <laughs> and a vegetable. You need Gremlins too. One hundred percent agree. I saw it on your list since I'm right next to you, and I was like, "Oh, well, I gotta give that to him because he got it before I did." Gremlins too. Oh, clamp corners where life slows down to a crawl. <laughs> oh man, it's got a great cast, and you know. Pitch. It's Gremlins 2. Yeah, it's Gremlins 2. I mean, just watch the movie. Yeah. That's all I can say about it. Just watch right. It. All right, so I've, I've got one that I want to bring up, and it may not qualify, but I'm sure there's some people out there saying, oh, that should count, but I don't know that it does. And that movie being the original Dawn of the Dead. So you come from Night of the Living Dead, you go to Dawn. I don't know if that qualifies as a sequel. Know what I mean? Well, if, if you need an authority... You got it. It's number two. Boom. You know, but I don't know that it was necessarily set up to be a necessarily a part two. So I don't know how to really fit that one in there. I know a lot of people would say, man, that's 
you know, one of the greatest horror movies of all time. It should be included because it's the second in the series. But I don't know that he ever really intended it to be a trilogy till later on. He goes, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a trilogy. Well, I think a lot <laughs> you of know? these, they weren't intended to be made, basically. They just said, you know what? There was an audience there for it. Let's go ahead and continue with the stories. <laughs> right. So so with that being said, I'm, I'm going to put these other ones just in a nice burrito here of number twos. <laughs> because they're all kind of the same. I mean, so here we go. We got Phantasm 2. Mm-hmm. We got Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Yeah. We got House 2. Yes. Yeah. They're all. And, and, yeah. I, I just think they're all solid twos. I mean, I, I love them all almost as much as the originals. Well, in Evil Dead 2. House 2. House 2, I may even like better than the original. We can't leave Evil Dead 2 out while we're making this. In Evil Dead 2. I thought I brought We did a whole episode here. on it, for sure. But, I mean, it's... Yeah. It, it deserves the to be thrown in there, and I'm sure there's something we're missing. So you know, somebody can bring it up to us. You know, and I've almost wanted to say, if anybody wants to hear us do a whole episode on one of these number twos, then by all means, you know, make yeah. a comment, throw it on the page. But then I was like, what if they said Escape from L.A.? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we could cover it. We could cover yeah, it. And have yeah, a we blast can. With it. You got the DVD, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, I've got the DVD. It's it's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the way 1995 left it, or whatever year it came out. <laughs> yeah, that's probably about right. I mean, you know, how often do you have a do you have a, a protagonist surf their way to safety at the end of the movie? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's the best thing I've seen since I saw uh, Abraham Lincoln zip line off the top of a of a fortress <laughs> with a with a with a, an emancipated uh, slave. You know, to get away from uh, the zombies that uh, that Stonewall Jackson Come was going to blow up with the gunpowder. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing of all the crap that we have seen at Texas Frightmare. You, That's uh, the one we always come back to. It was you great. lost me. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's, Abraham a, mo- Lincoln, it's a movie called Abraham Lincoln versus Slayer. the Zombies. Right? Yeah, Abraham Lincoln versus Zombies. Yeah, oh, yeah. I and was... at the end of it, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> And and a kid was it a kid? I can't remember who it, it was. was a kid, it. yeah. They zip line. But they they zip line off a building, and then they're walking off, and it explodes in the back. You know, like you see the big dramatic explosions in movies. See, I, I didn't get that because I actually started watching that movie, but I haven't finished it yet. Spoiler alert. <laughs> That's okay. There's not much that can be spoiled. <laughs> well, there's a part after that, so we won't we won't tell you what happens with yeah. uh, with the, the yeah. whole John, John Wilkes Booth part because he's a character right. in that too. That, that's yeah. fine. You can spoil anything. <laughs> oh, the little kid. And isn't little Teddy kid Roosevelt was, in it? Like like uh, the, and, and and Abraham Lincoln's like here, carry this stick, but be quiet because you might you might rise the the, the zombies. <laughs> Attention! Walk walk quietly and carry this big stick. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's the intimation. Classic. (laughs) I I will do an episode on Abraham Lincoln vs. Zombies. Hey, I just noticed in my DVD collection, there's Matrix Two that hasn't been opened either. (laughs) That hurts, man. (laughs) Uh, All right, where are we at? I don't even know anymore. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm running, I'm running low. I'm getting in my obvious pile, which might be obvious to me and not others. Uh, but I think you were, were you up, Mark? Uh, well, uh, why don't we just kind of cleanse the palate and bring up a good movie here? Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Hail <laughs> <laughs> <Damn> me! <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Well, you know what? 
it is better than the first one. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know that that's a criteria that, that necessarily makes it a good movie, yeah. though. It's a movie in Fast Forward, but it's better than the first one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I might have to get your get your pitch on that one, because oh. I'm not familiar with it. Okay, well, uh, they, they kind of up the horror elements in this one. Uh, the cinematography looks a lot better than the the high eight they had before uh <laughs> ghost rider looks less like a bobblehead so <laughs> these are all good things um but basically this uh ghost rider finds this kid uh turns out he's i believe he's like the son of satan uh but doesn't know he is he's just like a a regular kid that wants to be a regular kid uh, so the the demons are going after the kid, and Ghost Rider is trying to protect him to uh, make sure he doesn't follow down that path. So it's got a good story. Uh, I feel it's got good visuals. Uh, like the, it's not it's not going to be anybody's top ten of anything, but it was a fun movie. <laughs> Unfortunately, it does have Ghost Rider peeing flame. Uh, some point. <laughs> so, you know that's that's why Freddy Krueger comes back. It worked in- <laughs> Ghost Rider pees on his grave. <laughs> hey, it, it worked in uh, Demon Night too. You know. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay, it's up to you, wow. Rick. Salvage yeah, this I, this sinking I, ship. I'm yeah, I'm running pretty low here. I'm just throwing other ones out there. But you just mentioned you know the Son of Satan. So yeah, man, the Omen too. That's a pretty solid flick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I've got uh, I've got Devil's Rejects on my list, man. It's the follow-up to House of a Thousand Corpses. Way better than House of a Thousand Corpses. It's Rob Zombie's best film, so you, I, I hap- happen to really like it. I watched it with you, and you know I, I will yeah. say that that Rob Zombie, I'm I'm up and down on, but that's yeah. definitely among the better of his films, and it's watchable. I will say it's yeah. better than the first yeah, one, but I'm not the fun. biggest zombie fan. <laughs> Because you don't have big rubber DVD monsters in it. That's the problem. Here, so that's <laughs> that's kind of my list, man. I, I can't I can't think of it. And I'm sure we're missing stuff. There's no doubt about it. But y'all got any like last I've got, ones here? I've got I've got three. Um, and and you know, like I said, they're kind of in the obvious column for me. And maybe not everybody agrees. I almost put Matrix Two in the, in the obvious column, so probably not. Um, I'll just throw them all three in there because I don't know that we need to to, to talk about them. I just want to kind of get them out there. Pirates of the Caribbean Part Two, mm-hmm. a big fan of it. I, I think it's the, my my favorite of the whole franchise. Um, Iron Man Two, I, you know, I think they established it well, and the second one, you know, takes it to the next level. And then Terminator Two. I really tried to find. I, I tried to find a sequel of a Marvel yeah. flick. That's a that's a part two, and I, I don't I don't have one that I like that well that I go back and revisit. I, I'm a big fan of Iron Man Two. I, I think they they. They took what they did with the first one and they did it a little better, but that's arguable. I'd have to say Captain America yeah. Winter Soldier. That's one I revisit a lot. Yeah. Winter Soldier. Yeah, a lot is of good. people yeah. I noticed uh, on, on Facebook, a lot of people were saying that of the Marvel movies, they thought Winter Soldier was the best. Mm. You know, as far as like, you know, lining them all up. Mm. And Guardians of the Galaxy two is know. really good. Oh yeah, that, that's that's my pick if you're gonna do a Marvel <laughs> one for sure. Yeah, that one's great. Uh, I, as far as the instead of Winter Soldier, I think Civil War was a better flick. But that's yeah, a yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not sure that I agree with it all the time, but I did go back and watch it when we got Disney Plus. I went back and watched it because I was like, well, what's all the hubbub about? 
And it is. It's a really tight movie. It's got a lot of really cool stuff in it. But, I mean, all of them did. You know, Marvel did a good job of making a whole pantheon of films that are worth watching. So so my last one that I had on my list, and then I'll be out, is Terminator 2. Um, Yeah, yeah. I don't know that we need to, you know, go into the reasons, but it's just a a tight sequel. It's got great effects. It's a a great action flick. Everybody has good performances. It's just a good movie. I've got two on my list. I'll throw them both out there. But I warn you, these are polar opposites of each other. Airplane 2 and Friday the 13th Part 2. <laughs> Both of those almost made my list, believe it or not. I, I know that you're not the biggest fan of Airplane 2 because it wasn't Zucker Brothers, right, Rick? It, well, it was one of them. Uh, they kind of had a split at the time. And it's still got some stuff I love. I love Shatner going shh to the door. And it goes shh. Yeah, Shatner you know? on the moon base. I love the Elthom. I, I love the... The Elthel Merman scene where she's in the bed and gets up and starts saying, "I mean, you know, oh, yeah, it's got, it's it's got the scenes, howl thing where, where yeah. you know he's trying to, to, to the the the, uh, the the plane's got the howl computer in it. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it recycles okay. the jokes well and adds a little two? new content. Exactly. I, Friday Thirteenth Part Two is one of the better ones of that series. Uh, it's no Part Seven. It's no Part Seven. It's no Part Six, but it's better than anything well, past yeah, Six or Seven. Do That's true. Jason as the the new uh, antagonist of the film and uh, yeah, at this point he's still a human being so there's yep. a possibility right. he can be beat so that's wearing a toe sack on his head with a hole cut in it exactly. for one eye I mean it, it, it yeah it, it's great well you know I, you know what I didn't mention short circuit chariots two. of fire part two I mean where, where they, <laughs> they pick up the torch and they run one more for the gipper you guys remember that one um uh, no. <laughs> Man, my recollection is vague, but it's there. That's kind of like, I like Blazing Saddles Part 2 as well. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> so, yeah. this is fun. It was fun, and, fun. and actually, the reason I, like I threw that, that uh, Chariots of Fire in there is because I thought I would end up making up some to fill time, and I didn't because the conversation <laughs> kind of just kept going. Well, there's a, you know, nine and a half weeks part two, which is just, what, 18, 19 weeks? <laughs> okay, if no one else is going to say it, i got to throw it out there. Break into Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for that movie. Right? I'd be okay with not having a show at that point. I, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it's, it's a fun, like, like, addition to the part two that you don't have. Electric Boogaloo is just such a ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> you don't even have to watch the movie. You just have yep. to say break it to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. You know, for, for my point, exactly. if, I, if I get a choice, instead of breaking two, I'm just going to watch Rappin' Hood. <laughs> <laughs> Rappin' Hood. Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> Solo himself over oh, here. Man. So, so do you have anything for us? I'm just going to rap, you know, whatever happens. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. You're impossibly fast and strong. Your skin is pale white and ice cold. You never eat or drink anything. You don't go out in the sunlight. You know what you are. Say it. 
vampire. Are you afraid? Dracula's only one of the names he's gone by. The Babylonians worshipped him as Dagon. Stronger than any man. More ravenous than any beast. If you believe in the legends, he was born in ancient Sumeria. They know only carnage and darkness and the thirst. Nobody really knows the specifics of his origin, but we do know this. He was the first of his kind. The patriarch of Hominus Nocturna. Vampire knows not fear. Until now. I need to know that I can trust you. And you don't? Well, it'd be a pretty cold bastard who didn't want revenge for the death of someone he loved. This man and I have some unfinished business. These eyes will deceive you. They will destroy you. They will take from you your innocence, your pride, and eventually your soul. These eyes do not see what you and I see. Behind these eyes one finds only blackness. What are you doing here? Some men are coming to kill us. We're going to kill him first. Ladies and gentlemen, dinner is served. I hear someone wants to kill you. From New Hammer Cinemas, the legend returns. Good. Then we'll know where he'll be. Do you want a clean kill or do you want to send a message? Starring Malcolm McDowell as Grost. You shut up! I'm finished yet! Shut up! Huh? I know all your secrets. I suppose you're wondering why I do what I do. It's very easy, really. It's because I hate your stinking guts! I hate every single one of you! Do you know what my ultimate goal is? It's to take all you nitwits to hell with me! It's all a distraction! Don't you get it? And Daniel Craig as Captain Kronos. But everybody needs a hobby. So what's yours? Resurrection. They got his body. If one of his souls, I should have made a deal with a priest. Captain Kronos 2. The Revenge. I need you back. I never left. I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. You see that? Gone such a short time. Already forgotten. All right, folks. Hey, I hope y'all had a great time. This was this was a lot of fun. It's something new for us. 
and uh, I, to me, I, I really enjoyed it. So I uh, hope we get to do some more of these. If you've got a topic that you want us to cover, something like this, maybe, I don't know, sucky part twos? What, what's your least favorite part twos or what part twos should have happened? Yeah, That'd be a good one. What movies should yeah, have happened? That'll take a little sequel? more thinking, I think. Yeah, It would. I mean, you've got mail part two, you know. I, you know, you know what you said that, and I, and I thought you were saying you've got male part two, as in like male part two. Your sister's a whole part two, you know. But yeah, I mean, if y'all have some ideas and stuff like that, hey, we'll, we'll we'll take a howling in before two. the lock should have been on the list and under the wire howling two should have been on the list. Your sister's a werewolf. <laughs> in the pale pale light. Oh. But yeah, if y'all have ideas from other, some other stuff you want us to cover, hey, give us a shout there on, on the Facebook group or the page. Take your pick. Pick your poison. This is a lot of fun, and this doesn't mean we're going to stop doing the movies either. This is just something different we wanted to try. You know, you got to try new things, yeah, and, right? And if you have, so, like, uh, like again, it doesn't have to be sequels. It doesn't have to be movies. If you're just like, hey, I want to know what their favorite action heroes are or, or, or their favorite detectives yeah. in movies or anything like that. Favorite spaceships. Yeah. I mean, just whatever. We could talk for an hour and a half about spaceships. Yeah, you know it. We live uh, on one. Detective Goat, for anyone who's wondering. <laughs> De- Detective Goat. <laughs> Favorite superhero. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, folks, I think that's going to be it for us. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Like I said, let us know what you like. Check out everything that's going on. Facebook, Twitter, all that crazy stuff. Instagram. Yeah, I forget. I'm getting so old I forget which systems we're on we're on the talkie uh, boxes but yeah man <laughs> we're on the talkie boxes get off my lawn <laughs> that's how old you are when you forget about instagram <laughs> yeah exactly yeah because i use it so much you know you guys got anything you want to add just, thanks for listening and and i hope you had as good a time as we did because this then i thought i was coming in unprepared and um it was more than enough to talk about so fun time I'd like to thank everybody. Yeah. Part two, the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, that's it for us. We will see you next time. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Curves by Bittos, the pants for feel-good company. A gift certificate from Maruchan Ramen Noodles. Rice-a-roni. All guests receive a copy of the El Ming Home Game. Thanks to the creative minds and special appearances of Mark Allison, Jeremy Finch, and Jacob Kennedy. Hell Ming is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. Check out all the great shows at legionpodcast.com. Hell Ming is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Legion Podcast. This is Dan Pardo saying good night. <laughs> <laughs>